In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. to watch it after the last one. What was wrong with the last one? The last one was funny. Ta- in case you don't know what we're talking about, if you go on the uh, <laughs> the Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation Facebook page and like us, or just check it out, yeah. uh, I, I put up a jib-jab uh, thing with the Ben Helsink and the Angels on it, and I had a new one up on my own page, which is Ronald Kolick. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Well, it's just, you know, it's the mental image with, you know, Ron and the uh, the green dental floss, Holly, whatever it is. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> you know, that's that just came out the way, that's just the way it came out. I did not pick that. I, would, <laughs> I you did didn't. not pick that. Nope, I did not pick that. Wow, of all, of all the <laughs> yeah, luck. Well, right. you know yeah. what? It's better you than me, so. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what Jib Jab's going to do. It was fun. Anyways, uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And yes, thank goodness they repaired their server. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, my show's on the air. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, Steve Parson was not happy. So, I mean, we have a couple things uh, I do want to mention, and the first one is... um, we, you and I will be in Bellingham on Saturday the 8th. Yes, we will. Right. And it's some paranormal it's a, shenanigans. Yes, it is. And mm-hmm. it's free. All you got to do is bring an unwrapped gift for, for Toys for Tops. Yeah, right. And, and Jeff Belange will be there. Spooky South Coast will be there. And, and by the way, I challenge Spooky South Coast to a trivia match. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm up for that. Love you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Good, good. I'm counting on you. Maybe, so, I'll, maybe uh, I'll bring a ringer with me. 
a ringer. Yeah, my friend Russ, he's he's a uh, trivia king. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is. Uh-huh. Hey, what, you know what? We'll get Rachel Coombs on our team because she is a trivia queen, and we will uh-huh. kick their butts. Is this the, is this ghost carnivals against spooky house ghosts, not the mercenaries? Hey. <laughs> You gotta have but, a paranormal ruler here, right? Yeah. Well, Somebody's gotta win. Uh, I'm looking for something. I can't remember what it is. Anyways, so anyways, we are back. Your mind? And, uh-huh. I lost my mind a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so you, you have a good uh, Thanksgiving, by the way. I had a lovely Thanksgiving. Thank you. Uh-huh. And I, I'm not even gonna ask you about yours because I know you ripped your kitchen apart, and that's that was the end of your Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Geez, your son didn't even have you over. In all fairness, he did, he worked on Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, but okay. he did invite us the day before, and I declined because I just too beat from doing all this crap. Anyways, so anyways, <laughs> I'm I'm hearing this, I'm I'm hearing this this big news on the on the news. Yes. And um, I understand that they're going to make a big announcement with the uh, Mars rover. Really. Yeah, so I don't know if they found life on Mars or what the story is, but there's lots of conjecture right now. But that, wouldn't that be cool, huh? That would be very cool. Maybe they found Waldo up there. I mean, who knows? But, you know. Yeah, maybe. That would be Waldo. awesome. Yeah, yeah, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> Not Waldo finding life in general. Oh! Oh, terrible. Fine. Waldo, God. You okay. can stay lost. Anyways. Um, I also have another thing to mention as well, and this is actually kind of a sad thing. Uh, uh, did you hear about this uh, ghost hunter that was killed? No. Of course, you never go on my page. If you went on my page, you'd be up to date. Maybe with all I the did. I forgot. News. I have a really, you know, all I'm blind. I have news. a little itty bitty memory. All the latest news, anyways. I know. Uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, her name was, and I say was because she's dead, mm-hmm. uh, her name was, yaddy, 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 uh, oh, God, I can't see her name, oh, anyways, it's, uh, it was uh, the Night Whispers Paranormal Research Investigative Group. Basi- oh, I did read that, I'm sorry. Yeah, and basically, okay. uh, mm-hmm. the young lady, uh, and that's, uh, Sarah was her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, there it is. Sarah Harris, God bless her soul, mm-hmm. uh, was in the abandoned building, uh, like so many of us, mm-hmm. and investigating. And a lot of the urban, uh, what do you call those, urban people that go in old buildings and stuff, to urban explorers. Urban explorers. You're right. Yeah. And, yeah, and she, she inadvertently... Breathed, or whatever you call it, in some kind of spores or something, and it caused a lung infection, and she ended up mm. dying. Oh, it's awful. And you, and you know, seriously, I mean, how many times have you been in a place like that? I mean, I know um, my my other group that I'm involved with, Bay State Paranormal. I did not go in this particular investigation, but. Um, they were over at a place in, uh, I'll just say, in Raynham, and because mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of a hush-hush thing. But it was, you know, the, the buildings were loaded with mold. They, they, and they, they came over to my house after they did the investigation, and um, they were literally 
you know, they said, we feel like we're crawling. And some of them did wear masks, even wore the, um, really? you know, those, those like those strap-on masks. Yeah, yeah, like, like the, the one, one I'm using in my kitchen because I'm tearing down all the yeah. insulation. So, I mean, you know, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you want to find the, yeah, you want to find the ghosties, but um, you have to, you know, think about your own safety first, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, it's, it was kind of a freak accident, but mm. uh, mm-hmm. it it does happen. It does. So did you get your Powerball ticket, by the way? Do you know I didn't? I'm in. I'm in a drawing. I'm in a, a a group that I work with. I'm I'm in that drawing. So I mean, I'm in on a whole bunch of tickets. I don't even know how many tickets we buy. Twenty. But I didn't buy my own ticket. What time do they draw it? I don't know. Eleven. Whatever. Oh well, I'll run out after the show and buy some. How about oh, there you? There you go. I, I have mine. I have mine. Do you know that you have a you have a greater chance of. Um, <laughs> Becoming president than you do of winning that lottery? Uh, yeah, I was. Somebody posted the odds the other day. Of um, was it you? No, not me. No, somebody posted the odds that said how likely you were to, um, you know, die doing, you know, eight or ten other things. You know, you're more likely to die than you were to ever win this Powerball. But hey, you know, stranger things have happened. We can hope. Hello? Yeah, the, yeah, I'm still trying to get on go on, get on the PowerX server. It looks like they're having problems. Right, wrong. Yeah, because I just got a message from it of something about restarting the server. But anyways, uh, eventually we're going to have Jeremy Dutramont on the, in the show, who has written a good book on uh, Ocean Bar Mary, which is... Um, you see it? Yeah. So uh, we're waiting for him on that. Uh, ah. The other thing I do want to mention is... Um, about I don't know if I did I talk to you about this about the the person that came into my bedroom one night. No. You know you really need to tell your girlfriend to be more discreet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what person came into your bedroom? Well, I, I did my paranormal. This is really bizarre, actually. I, I did my paranormal, and I talked about it on Ghost Chronicles uh, Morning Edition show, which airs every other on the Monday on uh, WCCM's soon to be an app for your phone for that, by the way. And uh, uh, anyways, uh, Steve Wilson and his group, uh, he's a shaman. He has a a shaman Mm -hmm. group, and they don't believe in uh, um, protection or anything, right? Mm -hmm. Because they believe if you use protection, you're actually going down to their levels or whatever. But anyways, it's kind of weird. I don't particularly agree with him on that, but that's... Mm -hmm. That's what he believes, and that's what he believes in. Okay. So, anyways, that that and also he talked about uh, you know uh, how they can astral project and all this other stuff. So, anyway, <laughs> that night uh, I was sleeping, and then I woke up and I felt a presence in the room, which is really, really weird. It was strong because I really never felt that before in in my house at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and I uh, I looked to where it was, and then all I saw I saw this shape, I don't know what it was, and it screamed, absolutely oh. the highest pitching scream you have ever heard, oh and, and, and just scooted out of there, and it was so weird, it was it was like a strangest thing I ever saw, or heard, wow. actually, well, both actually, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, in your own home? In my own home, yeah. 
Mm, well, you are ripping apart the kitchen. Yeah, I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. They don't care? No, this is something else. I mean, no. it was really something different. And Following you around? Yeah. So anyways... <laughs> Nate says, I wonder if it's that girl from the elevator video. Have you seen that? It's on my site. Oh, it's on your site? Of course. Okay. Been, a friend of mine posted my... it the other day. Yeah, probably stole it from me. That was crazy. She doesn't know a... you. She posted it all by herself. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I had I had 97 shares, so. Uh... <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. <laughs> Fine. We'll give uh, you all the credit. Yeah, was that, wasn't that lovely? I thought it was awesome anyways. Oh, it was a riot. The poor people in the elevator. The last man ran straight out into the street. <laughs> but anyways, no, I, no, I don't no, know no. if all you folks have seen it, but it's basically uh, a fake elevator. No, it's a real elevator. Well, it's sort a of. real elevator, but it's it's set up. Right, setup. they have a little it's door like a fake, where people can come in. And, yeah, it's like a fake yeah. office. But the girl comes in, little girl comes in, she looks like a little, you know, ghostly girl. The elevator goes, freaky. starts... Freaky, we get freaky. Yeah, the elevator starts to go up, and then all of a sudden the lights start flickering, and all the lights go out. And the little girl comes in through a, a door in the back of the elevator, and then it closes behind her. And when the lights come on, the poor people in the elevator are face-to-face with this little apparition of a girl and she just looks at them and screams and they're hysterical trying to get out the door so it's pretty funny you gotta see it right i Mom? guess yeah <laughs> i'm with you just because i'm not jumping all over you i'm just wondering if you're still there yeah i'm listening very very intently to you anyways all right so anyways um so, so what were you doing up at the uh the tunnel Oh, oh the, the, the other Hussitanic week. tunnel, as I like yeah. to call it, or Hussack tunnel, Hussic. whatever it is. The Hussack tunnel. Hussitanic, as I like to call it. We were we were at the uh, Hooten Mansion uh, doing an event with uh, Josh Mantello from uh, uh, Berkshire Paranormal uh, fundraiser for them, and and uh, afterwards he took us the next day. He took us to the tunnel, and we went in the tunnel, and went we went in here. Got all the way through the, the to the middle of it, and mm. the trains and the trains came. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Paul Leslie will ever go in a tunnel with you again. <laughs> That's what most girls say. They won't go out with me. They won't go away with me. They won't. I don't understand that. <laughs> it is really. Um, I the time that uh, we were up there, I was. Petrified. I would not go more than like 100 feet in the tunnel. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm all done. <laughs> it's really. Well, you don't, how come you don't like it? How come I don't like it? Yeah. Because I'm afraid the train is going to come and kill me. You're not going to die. That's why I don't like it. You got a better chance of breathing the spores and dying. No, <laughs> tell me about it. It is a very cool spot, though. Very, very cool I- spot. I, I think so, and uh, we had two trains that passed through, but we, but we actually we were in the middle, so we have the, we're at the place that they call the hotel or whatever it is in the middle, there, and uh, um, we hid in the darkness so they couldn't catch us. So we were like a couple of school kids <laughs> hiding in the dark in the shadows. Well, that's but always it, fun. It was a cool place. I mean, over 200 people died at that tunnel, mm-hmm. and 
you know, has some great history on it and everything else. Um, and we also went, I did, went back there about two weeks later and did an investigation. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was this little girl who were, was seeing uh, dead people. Really? You brought a little girl with you? No, no. She, we, we, had, we had her mother called in to uh, in North Adams to uh, to uh, help them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to get Parax out of. That's why I'm kind of distracted doing two I'm things at once. Yeah. No, that's all right. But anyways, it's uh, it was it was interesting. The uh, the little girl was was fabulous. I mean, she was simply amazing. The cutest little girl that that you ever saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, very young, but she she sees dead people all the time. Oh my God! Yeah. And How little was, is little here? Uh, I don't know. Maybe first grade. So like seven. Grade. Yeah, some in that range. I guess I can't tell age. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, I know you're too old to remember what age they are in the first grade, but yeah, it's yeah. about seven. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you can say so. <laughs> Wow, that's that's pretty creepy. Yeah, it is. And the the other interesting thing is, um, uh, Leslie was there and she picked up on this people, these kids dying in a fire because the little, as it turned out, the little girl saw these two kids, mm-hmm. and uh, Josh, who was with us, uh, did the research and he found out that the building next door had burnt down and two children were killed in it. They oh, burnt to death wow. in it. Oh. Wow. Was that the building that you were taking pictures in? Or is this uh, different? Is no, this is, we were, we were, the, the building we were in, the, the family we were helping, it was, a, it was a, like a an old mill building with all little apartments in it. And oh. uh, that's the one we were in. And the building next door was the one that burnt down. I mean, it's right next door. I mean, it's like driveway separated them. Oh, and okay. That, that's that's what. So it appears that the, the two little kids that um, that's why we got called in because the little girl was seeing these two little kids. In fact, it was writing on the wall and stuff. Oh wow! And, and when they did the. the and Leslie picked us up, and 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 sure enough, uh, when Josh did the research, there were two kids that died. So. Wow. That must be quite a burden. I mean, I can't imagine. For a little kid? For for a little kid to carry around. Always seeing things like this. And, um, I mean, it's one thing when they're little and they might not think a lot about it, but as they get older, you know, and they start to become, you know, 11, 12, and they realize, you know, it's everybody can't see them. I mean, it, I would think that that would be a lot, you know, for them to handle when they finally figure out, huh, I'm seeing dead people. It's, I don't know. It's, I mean, from a person who has never, um, you know, seen dead people, well, I have seen dead people, but not <laughs> as a child. Right. Uh, I, I imagine it's, it's more difficult to understand Mm-hmm. And well, and I would think that a lot of people would think that you were crazy. You know? uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's it's one thing when you're a little tyke and you know you can kind of write it off to imagination or whatnot, but 
you know, when you get to be in your teenage years and you're telling people this, they look at you like, you know, okay. So, and it's a lot to deal with. And I know um, another friend of mine, she will go out with her group and um, a couple times she's had a teenage girl that was going with them and she's like 15. <laughs> and uh, she would get upset. I mean, I mean, she she brought the kid with her, and her mother was there. But um, you know, the things that she was feeling, and, and I mean, it wasn't, and it was not a good, you know, what was coming through was not good. So I don't know. I just I just feel like at that age, like they're too young. I know they're fifteen, but I mean, they're too young. I think sometimes to cope well, with that. Well, I mean, I remember the first, the first things, time I went you know? out with you at uh, Fort Rivera, there was a young lady there. I forget how old she was, though. Do you remember? Oh, that her? was my niece. Yeah, yeah. You know, she looks young, but she was at the time probably twenty-five. Oh, never mind. Twenty-four, <laughs> twenty-five. Yeah, she probably looked like she was seventeen. She's she's uh-huh. very very young looking. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, she was probably mm, at least 25 years old. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I, I understand Jeremy's with us now, and uh, although we're almost up to yeah. break, but I think I will bring him on anyways. Okay. Jeremy, you there? Yeah, I am here. Good evening. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ann. Hi, Jeremy. You get lost on us for <laughs> I apologize. What can I say? I could make excuses, but I, yeah. but I won't. Joining us now is Jeremy Dontremont, and and I actually know how to say your name now, which is pretty amazing. I was going to say, I'm I'm floored. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. and he is a uh, lighthouse expert. I consider him the the lighthouse expert, especially for lighthouses on the East Coast. And uh, he's also a good friend of mine and my partner at Extra Paranormal Journeys and an author as well. Yes, I, I agree with all of that. Thank all you. of that, right? All of the above. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah, I concur. <laughs> but the, the the interesting thing, uh, I don't know if you heard any of the show earlier, but we were talking about uh, people who, there was a young lady who uh, went into an abandoned building and, and uh, she, she breathed, breathed in spores. Is that even a word? No. Anyways, and she ended up with a lung infection and died. And... You go to a lot like these lighthouses. I mean, some of them are in pretty rough shape, like Whaleback. Uh, it's going to cost us a lot of money to fix up, but uh, there's awful lot of lead paint in there. There's a lot of mm. flaking and, and stuff like that. I mean, do you, are you ever concerned about that? Um, not that much, really. I mean, uh, as far as lead paint goes, I mean, it's probably not going to really hurt anybody unless they eat it, and I've managed <laughs> to avoid that temptation so far. But um, <laughs> there's definitely hazards. I, I'm more worried about, you know, with some of the, the more remote offshore lighthouses where you have to go by boat. Some of them don't have good landing places, like Whaleback, for instance, that you and I, Ron, are involved with. And I worry about that more than any hazardous materials, you know, just landing safely, getting on and off the places, uh, you know, that's that to me is the big risk a lot of us are taking that are taking that are involved in uh, lighthouse preservation. Um, and you know, there have been incidents such as the caretaker at Goat Island Light in Kenny Bunkport about ten years ago who drowned while in, in his boat right by the island. Oh, really? You know, yeah, things things do happen. So um, that's a which which lighthouse was this? Goat Island at uh, Cape Port. Uh, Cape Port. Oh, right. That's, that's what we're supposed to do in investigators. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people think uh, Dick, the caretaker, is still still hanging around there. Uh, mm. But it was a very very sad story. He was a very well liked guy in the area there, mm-hmm. and his good friend, their childhood friends, his friend Scott is still uh, caretaker on the island. So. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping we we'll get to do an investigation he, there. Mm-hmm. I understand he, it's he, that it's a theory that he actually haunts there. Uh, yeah, Scott has had a lot of experiences. He said one time a, a woman came out and said she was a psychic who said, uh, your friend will make himself known by electronic means. Huh? And there were a number of times after that where, where Scott said that the foghorn went off for no apparent reason, you know, no fog or anything. It's it's supposed to have, have a sensor that's, you know, it's only supposed to go uh, to start when it's foggy out. Mm-hmm. But he said there were a number of times when it started where it seemed like it was in response to things he said or that somebody said and that kind of thing. Like there was one time where uh, Vladimir Putin from Russia was visiting uh, George H.W. Bush at his their summer home there, near right near there in Kennebunkport. Point, yeah. Mm-hmm. As the when the Russian boat was going to go by, Scott said, uh, "You know, let's fly the the Russian flag along with the American flag as a greeting." So they did that, and uh, you know the Russians loved it and they were waving and everything. And and Scott said uh, out loud, you know, t- meaning t- t- as if he was talking to his friend Dick who had who had died. He said, "How do you like that, Dick?" And he said, "Just soon as the second he said that, the foghorn went off <laughs> and would not stop." It took a lot of work for the Coast Guard to figure out how to shut it off. It just oh. kept going and going and going. Oh, my God. So he God. said it started right at that second when he said that. And wow. this woman had told him, You'll, your friend will be in touch by electronic means. So that was pretty interesting. <laughs> That's something. Yeah. Wow. Well, I thought you. I thought you were going to tell me you started getting messages on his cell phone. <laughs> mm, maybe he has, but he hasn't told me that. It's mainly been the foghorn for some reason. That seems to be Dick's chosen means of uh, communication. Mm. But, wow, that's interesting. amazing. But anyways, I, unfortunately, we are coming up to the break right now. And oh, already? Yeah, I know it. Uh, it's all that jib jab when we were yakking before. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Ian Carrigan and Ron Kolick right here on Tojinex, uh, and it's not playing on Pararex, unfortunately, right now. Uh, is I think it's part of the problem they had yesterday with the server, so uh, Pararex is not listening to it right now, unfortunately. And, anyways, uh, and I guess today is Jeremy Dodgemont, uh, Lighthouse historian and author and fellow investigator. And anyways, we'll be right back after the following messages right here on TojiNet. Welcome to TojiNet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul-searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. 
For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian and our special guest this evening, Jeremy Dontremont. Ooh. Howdy. Ooh. Yeah. Anyways, don't forget, uh, on December 8th, we will be having Oddfest uh, in the Bellingham at the Patriot Grill Bar and Grill in Bellingham. Is that the Patriot Pub? I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, Patriot Bar and Grill. Okay. Sounds good to yeah. me. 15 North Main Street, Bellingham, Mass. And uh, Spooky South Coast will be there along with uh, Jeff Blanger and and Kerrigan and myself, along with who knows what else. So, yep. uh, so should be fun time. Come on up. Yep. Paranormal and, party. Paranormal yep. Christmas party. Yep. Bring you your unwrapped your toys, the toys, the tots. Yep, the free admission. Just bring an unwrapped toy and, uh, yep. and buy your own buy your own drinks and stuff. But we'll we'll be uh, they'll be doing a thirty odd minute live there, and also uh, Spooky South Coast will be doing their show from mm-hmm. ten to midnight. So, and we'll be uh, doing something for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> buy knows? me a drink. Come I don't buy know. me a drink. You know what? <laughs> I might be doing it gunman style. Oh God! Yeah, he'll be ripping it up. All right. Yeah, if you want to see me rip it up, go onto my Facebook page, which is Ronald Kolick, and uh, catch the new jib jab of of uh, Van Helsing Gangman. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you really want to catch in, you can go onto the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page and see the <laughs> little elf there and doing her little dance as well. So, right, right, right. So, anyways, um, Jeremy is with us, Jeremy Dontremont, and uh, he has written a book about it. It's about a year now, out for about a year now, uh, Jeremy. Uh, the Ocean Born Mary book, yeah, a little yeah. over a year. Ocean Born Mary, and that's one of the most interesting stories in New England. Uh, it's in my book, Goes the Day, uh, which yeah. you can still buy for Christmas if you're interested. Or Ghost Chronicles, by the way. Make great Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And every single uh, profit, single dollar profit goes directly to me. So there you go. <laughs> what a great guy. I support of Ron Kolek. <laughs> yeah, so you can get the support me. Mm-hmm. I just pepped myself, didn't I? <laughs> Anyways, so it, it, when you you uh, took this book yeah. on Ocean Born Mary, for, first of all, why don't you talk about the legend to start with? And uh, uh, don't comment on it. I just read it. Sure, you know, give us the legend as it is. Okay. Well, it, it, well, there's sort of a basic legend, and then there's the more expanded legend, as it's been told in many recent books and stuff. But the basic legend that uh, you know is when I say uh, the basic legend is really the true story, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there are certain facts we know really happened, but then there's then there's the legend. The basic story, what we believe really happened, uh, happened in 1720, and uh, there was a, uh, a ship full of. Uh, 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 Scottish immigrants coming from uh, the northern part of Ireland, the Ulster part of Ireland. There were a lot of Scottish people living there at that time. And a lot of them came over to New England at that time. And they were coming over, and this young woman 
um, was extremely pregnant, and uh, as they were almost to North America, probably off Newfoundland, uh, a pirate ship attacked. I heard it was off Boston. The ship. Um, well, that, that's some of the some of the versions say say they landed in Boston. That's that's really unclear where they where the ship actually landed is unclear. Mm-hmm. And when I say it was off, probably off Newfoundland, that's that part of it is really more the result of my research. Uh, um, in the book, I explain why I believe it happened at a certain yeah, place. Yeah, we want the legend. We don't want what you respond. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I, I threw that I threw that in. That it was off, forget the part that it was off Newfoundland. Okay, yeah, basic yeah, yeah, basic yeah. story is that as the ship was nearing the new the new world, pirates attacked the ship. And the pirate captain uh, first, uh, they say, was you know going to have everybody killed, and then they were going to take all the this, this stuff from the ship, or probably take the ship itself. And uh, but then the pirate captain discovered this young woman, and she had just given birth. Apparently, as the pirates were attacking the ship, she gave birth. Oh, God. Um, and the pirate discovered her, you know, and bundled up with her newborn baby, and he uh, suddenly you know, felt some compassion for this, this woman. And he said, um, he said that he would spare everybody on board if she promised that she would name her baby Mary. And there's, you know, some different versions of the story, say after his wife or mother or whatever, but we're, we really don't know that. Yeah. Well, so the one of my, my book is after his mother. So okay. actually I should have read the one of my book cause that's the, the legend. Right. Well, no, but a lot of versions say his, say his wife, others some uh-huh. say his sister. <laughs> Depends on what you uh-huh. want to believe. So that's unclear. That's really unclear. But um, anyway, obviously that was not a tough choice for her. So she said she would name her baby Mary, and the, everybody on board was was spared. And uh, the woman is a you know this is a real these are real people. The the girl uh, ended up growing up in Londonderry, New Hampshire. Her name she her married name was Mary Wallace, and she became very prominent in town and her sons actually became extremely prominent one of her sons was a judge they were very you know very well-known citizens um so that's the basic story also another part of it is that the uh, pirate captain when the mother promised to name the baby mary he uh and the other pirates gave presents to the mother including a bundle of chinese silk and the silk was later used to make mary's wedding dress and pieces of that silk are actually handed down and uh you know in the family and some are in museums and stuff just like the that. Legends, so, just the legend just a legend well that's well, what do you mean, just the legend? Well, that's just a story. That's, just the story. <laughs> okay. Well, that's part of the true story. This, this I mean, isn't Dragnet, you know. Yeah. We don't want the truth. Okay. We only want the legend. Well, that's what I just said basically is the is the true story, as far as we know. After that, it's all it's all legend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and eventually, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, as the story is often written in many books and websites, if you look, you know, on websites yep. about haunted places, the so-called Oceanborn Mary House in Henniker, New Hampshire, is often said to be a haunted house. In fact, it's prob- I would say it's probably the most famous so-called haunted house in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you can, maybe you have another idea, but, uh, you know, it's pretty no, famous. That's cool, that's cool. So, um, uh, the fact is, well, for many years, uh, there was an owner of the uh, so-called Oceanborn Mary House, again, in Henniker. Again, Mary lived most of her life in Hunt- Londonderry, but she did leave the, live the last part of her life in Henniker. Mm-hmm. And the house, house that's called the Oceanborn Mary House is, was owned for many years by a guy named Gus Roy. And Gus Roy and his mother uh, used to give tours of the house. 
for for some years. I think it was a dime, and then I think it went up to a quarter. And uh, they would give tours, and sometimes the mother would give the tour, and she'd be dressed in period clothes as if she actually like if she as if she was Oceanborn Mary, you know, giving the tour. And uh, Gus had little tricks he would do to make noise, you know, scary noises and stuff like that. And uh, it became, it got written up and embellished more and more in newspapers and magazine articles and that kind of thing as a, a very haunted house. Um, and I don't know how far you want me to go with the, the legend part of it, because there's just so many, you know, tangents to this, so many legends. Right, and, and eventually uh, Mary got married. She wore the, the ground made out of the material that uh, the pilot came back and supposedly... Uh, had treasure buried as well. Right. Some, the usual version of the story in later years, which was perpetuated by Gus Roy, the owner of the house, was that the pirate actually was the one who built the house. And then Mary, after her husband had supposedly died, that she went to work for the pirate as, a, as his housekeeper. And then he was murdered by a rival pirate looking for his treasure that was supposedly buried on the grounds. Mm-hmm. And they say that the treasure is still, you know, still there on the grounds and that the ghost of the pirate and or Mary haunt the house. Um, so that is the le- that is the story, the legend. Yeah, there's okay. there's other other aspects to it, too. For years, it became a tradition on Halloween night for local people to to go to the Oceanborn Mary house to watch for the phantom coach that would supposedly ride by and it would stop in front of the house and Mary would get out and run over to a well and supposedly drop something in the well mm-hmm. and get back on the coach and ride away. And okay. people would sit there and wait for hours. Lines and lines of cars would be there near the house. <laughs> and uh, I heard that uh, some years, you know, nothing happened. And all these hundreds of people were waiting, and sometimes people would actually start throwing their beer cans and stuff at the house. Nothing happened. That was at my house all the time. There's always alcohol involved, isn't there? <laughs> often seems to be. But um, anyway, you know, you know, you know me, Ron. You know that I have an open mind on paranormal stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I, always, I warn people if they're really into this kind of stuff, if they want to read my Oceanborn Mary book. I think it's absolutely fascinating, but I have to say the the haunted part of it is highly questionable. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, yeah. this is the, the idea why I wanted you to do this way, and I knew it would be really difficult because as long as I've known Jeremy, Jeremy is very grounded, very down to earth. He likes to get all his ducks in a row and his dots crossed and his T's dotted or whatever he does. And, uh, <laughs> Something like that. You know, so basically I wanted you just to give the legend and then as your right. research – have you diagnosed the re- legend? But uh, I know it was too difficult for you. I know you would have a hard time. But well, uh, you, you did pretty good, though. I, I'm quite impressed. I thought I did pretty good. <laughs> so that was the legend. So in your research, I mean, would, when you looked at this book, you heard the legend, of course, and, and you went on the websites and you've read so many stories about the legend and variations. There are variations of it. I mean, then what did you do? I mean, how did you uh, attack that? Hmm. Well, from uh, a lot of different directions. Uh, for one thing, I went to the uh, the historical societies in Londonderry and Henniker, where, where Mary lived. And even though she lived most of her life in Londonderry, the Henniker Historical Society actually has the most stuff that anybody has about her. If anybody wants to research Oceanborn Mary, they have to go to the Henniker Historical Society. She only lived the last about uh, 15 years or 14, 15 years of her life there, but 
that's where the house is, so it's become famous. You know, Henneker is the the hometown of Oceanborn Mary. Right, and, and, and the uh, Henneker Society also has a little booklet that they uh, they sell on, yeah. on Oceanborn Mary too. Their own little t- take on it. Yeah, they do, and it's a pretty good. It's a good booklet. I just got into more more detail. Than what exactly. Oh no, your book is is yeah. the the existential uh, book on uh, Ocean Bar and Murray. Mm-hmm. That's a big word for me, huh? I don't know how existential it is, but it's <laughs> a thank you. I think. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds so cool to say that. And and before you go further, Jeremy, mm-hmm. I, my question is, what prompted you to write this book about Ocean Bar and Murray? Money. <laughs> Rod, I think Rod knows the story behind it, but well, I will tell you that I knew about the Ocean Bar Mary story since I was a kid. I grew up in in Lynn, Mass, mm-hmm. and I remember my best friend growing up. I remember when we were probably, I would guess, maybe ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him telling me that he and his family had just gone to the Ocean Born Mary house, and I had no idea what he was talking about. But from his like tone of voice. It was like the scariest thing he could imagine. You know, we, went to the, we went to the Ocean Born Mary House. Oh, you know, we went like, to the Ocean Born Mary House. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And, like going uh, to Ian Sella. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. And I remember, uh, I, I didn't remember this real real clearly, but I've kind of clarified and more recently, but I guess a friend of his mother supposedly took a picture of the house where it looked like a, a ghostly woman in an upstairs window, and he was convinced that she captured an image of a ghost. I don't think I ever actually saw the photo. I wish I, I could have, but my friend... Uh, I passed away years ago, sadly, but his sister I've been in touch with in recent years, and she's still trying to find the photo. Um, but she remembers those trips to the Oceanborn Mary house. She was a little younger, but she remembers it very well. And, uh, you know, she didn't know anything about the story or anything. She just remembers it being really built up as a haunted house. I think that's what it was for most people. They didn't really know the background uh, so much. Okay. Um, so anyway, I knew the story, and, uh, you know, I was interested. And I also took one of Roxy's Wicker's walking tours where she told talked about the, the Oceanborn Mary legend and, and told the story of how the pirate, you know, built the house and, and all that part of it. So, I, you know, I wasn't quite sure where the facts left off in the, the legend began and and mm-hmm. uh and then about i guess it's like maybe three years ago now the uh somebody from the uh, history press which is based in south carolina they uh contacted me and uh somebody else was going to be writing this book for them but that didn't happen and they uh i was recommended to them and they contacted me and said would you like to write a book on oceanborn mary and wow I, thought i said well i've got to think about it a little bit i thought for a day and i said yes so mm-hmm. um and i'm glad i did it it was a it was a really fun project oh, and, great uh, yeah awesome. it it became like a detective story it's, it's exactly what it is mm-hmm. that's well that's it, it, always the i think any kind of if you do an investigation and you go out and you do the history on something i mean it's always like that that's how i feel yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, I tried to track down the truth, and part of a big part of that for me was uh, I wondered why the story had been written over and over and over again, and mostly it's the same stuff being recycled, you know, and a lot of it's the stuff that Gus Roy made up and got into the press, so people picked that up as fact and repeated it in books. Gus Roy being the owner of the Oceanborn Mary House. Um, but um, I wondered why in all these writings they, people kept saying the pirate was Don Pedro. That's what he was referred to as. And I found out very early in my research that there was no such person as Don Pedro. In fact, Gus Roy admitted himself that he made up that name. He wrote his own <laughs> version of the story in, in the, I'm trying to remember the year off the top of my head. It was 1935. 
and he called the pirate Gus. I mean, he called the pirate uh, Don Pedro, and he. But he said that he made up a lot of the names in the story. So there was no Don Pedro. There never was. Some versions of the story call the pirate, pirate Philip Babb, who was a real person who lived in the Isles of Shoals in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. So the time period was off. Right. Philip Babb would have been like 100 years old in the Oceanport Mary story. <laughs> so and I don't think he was really a pirate. He was actually a constable of the Isles of Shoals of New Hampshire. So anyway, so I thought, well, geez, this is crazy. Why is such a well-known story? Why doesn't anybody know who the pirate really was? So I decided I got to try to find, figure this out. You know, who was the pirate? And uh, I think Ron knows who I uh, thought, uh, who I think is was the pirate in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took some detective work, and I don't think I proved it, but I think I came pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I think we we can be pretty pretty sure who the pirate was, and he turned out to be a pretty famous pirate. Um, I don't. Should I go ahead and say who he was? Or yeah, yeah, I, that you I think so. <laughs> well, hanging on the edge of our seat, we need to know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Roy claimed he was saved 19 times by, uh, you know, Mary, and uh, even his mother was claimed, like you said, during the 1938 hurricane, saw her as well. So, I mean, everybody has their own take on the thing. So, mm-hmm. who is your your pirate? Even Hans Holzer in uh, Civil League were there too, as well. Yeah, they sure were, and I write about that in my my book. Um, also, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren were there. Right. In fact, Lorraine Warren claimed she had her first ever paranormal experience at the Oceanborn Mary House. Oh. Uh, she astral projected. Mm-hmm. She went I'm to sure the house. she did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough said about them. But um, uh, but anyway, uh, to cut to the chase, I, I believe the the pirate, the actual pirate captain who attacked the ocean, the uh, the ship that Oceanborn Mary was on, was Bartholomew Roberts, who might his name might not be familiar to everybody, but he was actually the most successful pirate in history. Yeah, I know. captured over he and his yeah. his crew captured over four hundred ships, way more than Blackbeard or Captain Kidd or any other pirate. Wow. He's sometimes referred to as Black Bart or Black Barty, but that that's actually a nickname that came after his life, so he wasn't known by that at the time. But he, for a while in 1720, uh, for several months, was attacking ships off of Newfoundland. He uh, he for, he um, had you know ransacked uh, some of the, the the towns on the mainland there, and then uh, hung offshore for for some months and uh, attacked uh, several immigrant ships. And the timing just fit perfectly. And I went through records of what ships came into New England from Ireland at that time during the, the few months period. And there were records of a couple of them being attacked by pirates. Mm-hmm. And uh, to make a long story short, I matched up the date of one of those attacks with Mary's birthday. At first, it didn't quite match. But then if you take into the account the switch in the calendar that happened around that time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 meshed, so I explain all that in detail in the book. This is awesome. Yeah, so I'm almost sure. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's like really strong circumstantial evidence. I wouldn't say it's absolute. Proof. I mean, it's a it's an awesome story, and uh, you know, of course, uh, there's uh, the excuse me. Um, there's two different houses too, right? Ocean Board Mary houses. Well, the, there's only one Oceanborn Mary house. Though. Well, the house, well, first of all, uh, she never lived in the Oceanborn Mary house, which is kind of exactly. a part of the story. <laughs> it was built by her son, uh, who, who was a, a well-known you know, lawyer and judge, and 
she, in her last years, actually moved into a house with a, a different son, uh, which was a few miles from the Oceanborn Mary house. But the house that she lived in burned down many years ago. I, think, I believe it was in the 1930s. But to add to the confusion, there's another house in Henniker, more in the center of Henniker, known as the Henniker House. And I see somebody... Um, Posted something about this in the in the uh, yeah, chat room yeah. a few minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you did. No, oh, it was you. Okay. No, no, Another, no. A California Ann. Okay. The, it, yeah, Callie Ann says uh, it comes up online as the Oceanborn Mary House, the one in Henniker. Well, it is the the Oceanborn Mary House that I'm talking about is in Henniker, but there's another oh. house people that's known as the Henniker House that's that's a B and B. Oh, oh, but it has nothing to do with the Oceanborn Mary House. But people confuse them, and people often think that the Henniker House is the Oceanborn Mary House. Oh, okay. But there's okay. no connection. Ah. Um, so that just kind of adds to the confusion. But the the so-called Oceanborn Mary House is a really beautiful house. That it, it doesn't. It looks out of place. You drive down this this road. I'm trying to remember the name of the road, Bear Hill Road, I believe, in Henniker. It's a long road out of the center, and you follow it for miles. And then there's this beautiful, looks like a sea captain's house, which you don't expect to see in a, you know, Henniker's way, way inland. Mm-hmm. But uh, Robert Wallace, who built it, had visited Portsmouth many times as a merchant and uh, loved the sea captain's houses there. So he built a house that looked like that. Oh. And Henniker, it's a really, really cool house. And I've been inside it. It's got several fireplaces. It's an incredible house. And the uh, people who live there now, it's very, it's, it's a private home, so you can't tour it. Like, you you know, no more quarter tours or anything like that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, people should respect their privacy and not go, you know, like mm. investigating on the, on the property or digging for treasure or anything. But the uh, the guy who lives there, there now says that they haven't had any paranormal experiences. It's not that he's that skeptical. He just says they haven't had any experiences ex- except for the squirrels in the attic, he said. <laughs> <laughs> the only strange noises they've heard. So he says. <laughs> yeah, so he tells me at least. <laughs> but uh, I think it's interesting because, in fact, I remember Roy actually sold. You could rent the shovel and go out and dig in the garden for treasure, which was oh, I thought there was a, a riot. <laughs> you know, I mean, if anybody would dig in my house, I would do the same thing, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Some of the stories are pretty funny. Yeah, like you said, people would rent shovels from them, and they dug holes for like you know within. I don't know miles around the house or something, <laughs> um, and they had treasure hunts. There were, you know, newspaper reporters were there to cover them, and they they dug up some old horseshoes or whatever. But that's about the best they did. But uh, <laughs> you know, he he managed to keep coming up with new new stories to get people interested, and he would announce that Oceanborn Mary had had you know uh, knocked all the. the pots off the shelves in his kitchen or right. things like that. He, every once in a while, he'd come up with some new report of, of her activity and stuff like that. <laughs> so he stayed in the newspapers. He didn't make a ton of money off it, but he had fun. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, by the way, Gus Roy was also a really good photographer. He was a, a excellent black-and-white photographer. His works in a number of museums. Mm. And, uh, you know, he was very talented. And he did a book, a candle-making book, with his own photographs of his mother in period costume making candles. It's kind of a neat book. Hmm. Um, so he was a talented guy, but uh, I think he just did the Oceanborn Mary stuff for for fun. And really? a lot of the people that did tours with him said that you know they didn't necessarily believe all the the ghost stories he was telling them, but they they enjoyed the tour and it, it kind of sparked an interest in history for a lot of people because it was just such a, a lot of fun, you know hmm. and. Uh, they weren't quite sure what was true and what was legend, but still, it was, <laughs> you know, it was a good show. No, we have uh, Anne in the chat room 
uh, says they still get pictures of Mary. Well, I think she's the person. I think Ron. I think you. Um, I think I heard about this at the time that she got a picture of the Henniker House, not the Oceanborn Mary House, but the Henniker House with a, what she thought was a ghost. No, that was Callahan. Okay, we're talking about two. To, we're, how many different? Another <laughs> hand in the, we have a lot of hands in the chat room today. I don't know why, but there's a lot of hands in the chat room. We have we have Anna, we have Anne with an E, like me, and then we have me, and then we have Kelly Ann. Wow. So we're just we have a plethora of Anns this evening. Just like all the Oceanborn Mary houses, it's just uh, designed to confuse us. <laughs> right. But um, zombie squirrels. Somebody posted. Yeah, there might be zombie squirrels in my house. So. Um, I, Actually, she's asking if you ever saw any pictures, any ghost pictures no. from the, the house. Not no. from that house. I've seen no. ghost pictures, but not from that house. If you go on the internet, there are pictures of Mary, of people who claim they have taken pictures of Mary at, at the house. I've seen a picture of the Henniker house again, but I don't believe I've ever seen any pictures at the Ocean Born, uh, the, the, the so called. You know, the Oceanborn Mary house were, that was actually built by her son. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen any pictures of supposed ghosts there. You think there are some online? I believe there are. Okay. Uh, I've searched pretty deeply on the Internet. If you, if, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to see them if there are. I'm actually, I'm actually Google, doing a Google image search right now. There's a drawing, a drawing somebody did that I think is supposed to be her ghost. Really? Um. Anyway, yeah. uh, so the answer to that would be no. So, I mean, when you did this book, I mean, uh, is that what the History Press was looking for, was really uh, something that was factual, or they were looking for more of a ghost story? I mean, didn't really say that much. I just did a proposal, and they liked it. And, uh, you know, as you think, they just were willing to let me see what I would find, you know. Um, they knew that they do. They specialize in regional history books, as you probably know, and um, they thought that it's a very well known. It's probably the most, the, the, I would say, the best known New Hampshire legend. So, um, it just seemed like a good, good regional subject for them. You know, absolutely. Um, I can't. I cannot believe that. But that was the pizza guy. He's here, which means we have to wrap it up. Where, where the hell did the night go? I, I, that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you spent most of it trying to get in Power X. <laughs> and talking, trying to get Jeremy to hang on. But uh, anyways, so anyways, it's time to wrap it, wrap it up. Uh, Jeremy, you uh, got any appearances coming up or anything? Uh, my lectures are listed on my website. My le- website is lighthouse.cc, and if you click on lectures, my, my, my uh, lectures are listed there. Um, I didn't know you were going to ask me that, so I can't think of the, any, any dates off the top of my head. I don't have any scheduled for a while. I had a busy okay. season this year doing a lot of Haunted Lighthouse lectures, and there will be a lot more of those coming up, I'm sure. And, and as I mentioned before, Jeremy and I, uh, we do this thing called uh, Extract Paranormal Journeys. And if you go on our Facebook page uh, and like us, uh, you'll be kept up to date. I don't think we have anything on there right now. But um, if you want to know what's happening uh, in these adventures that we do, uh, we can go along. You can certainly like the page and follow us. And we have more Haunted Tours of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse coming up next season, too. Right, which are always great. They always sell out. And, you know, I, I was thinking about that. It, 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 how long have we been doing that? For about five years, do you think? Yeah, that's about right. So, mm-hmm. so for five years, and I figured out that 
I've done probably a minimum of like $25,000 for lighthouse preservation since wow. I started, since, since I did first investigation at, at uh, Portsmouth Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Done a lot for the Wood Island Lighthouse as well. Wood Island, yeah. Can, can you imagine that? Yeah, that, that's including them. But can you imagine that? Incredible. It's all, all because of you and, and Roxy. There you go. Yeah, you got the bug. Yeah. <laughs> I always warn people. Lighthouses are a great thing. And so, Jeremy, thank you so much. Uh, sorry uh, we got you on a little late, but... Uh, yeah, I apologize for that. That's I'll all explain right. it to great you later. To talk to you. <laughs> thank you, thank you Anna Ron, very much. Yeah, You're thanks, welcome. Jeremy, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, good night. Yeah, bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, I hear our heartbeats. Yep, so it's time to wrap it up. Once again, we want to mention next a week from Saturday on December 8th, we will be in Bellingham at the Patriots Bar and Grill. Come on down. It's going to be a little paranormal party. Just bring an unwrapped toy for Toys for Tots. Jeff Belange will be there, Spooky South Coast, and Ghost Chronicle Next General. So, till then, good night. God bless. Good night. Thanks for listening, everybody. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us 